Hello, I'm Dr. Jim Taylor, and welcome to episode 14 of my Raising Young Athletes podcast. Over the next six episodes, I will explore the essential role that you play in your children's athletic lives. The topic of today's podcast is needs and responsibilities. Simply put, you are the most powerful force in your young athletes' lives. At the same time, that power can be used in ways that either help or hurt them. This episode will focus on the different roles you play and how you can assume roles that benefit rather than interfere with their healthy development as athletes and as people. From Jane D. Hull, politician and educator, at the end of the day, the most overwhelming key to a child's success is the positive influence of parents. As a parent, one of our most basic drives is to meet the needs of our children. Back when we were cave people, fulfilling our children's needs increased their chances of survival. But moving ahead several hundred thousands of years to the early part of the 21st century, that is now, most of us don't need to be overly concerned about our kids' physical survival. Yet today, we're equally concerned about their needs in other areas of their lives, including academic, social, and yes, athletic. We want our children to find success and happiness in whatever avenues they pursue, and most parents are willing to do whatever it takes to ensure their children grab that brass ring. And this is where things can get dicey for parents, because there is a blurry line between our kids' needs and our own needs. This distinction is really critical for several reasons. First, it influences how you think about, feel about, and act on your children's athletic lives. Second, perhaps more importantly, it will have a huge impact how your young athletes judge and respond to your involvement in their sports participation. Whether you realize it or not, your children have a very sensitive quote-unquote needs radar, meaning they can perceive whose needs you're trying to meet as you expend time, energy, and money toward their athletic pursuits. Your kids can sense your intentions, more specifically, whose needs are being prioritized, whether theirs or yours. If your intentions are self-serving, they will experience them as pushing and will likely push back. But if your children feel that your intentions are directed toward helping them meet their goals and needs, they will experience them as support and encouragement. So, would you rather be an anchor or a sail? Most essential to putting your young athlete's needs ahead of your own is understanding what their needs are. Perhaps the best way to judge what your children's needs are is to watch them practicing and competing. Where do they devote most of their effort? What gets them excited and happy? What makes them frustrated, mad, or sad? Their actions speak the loudest for what they enjoy most, what they don't like, and what their goals are in their sport. You can also ask their coaches about your children's needs. Because they see your kids most often while in their sport, coaches are often best suited to know how your children feel about it. This feedback is invaluable because your children may behave differently when you're at practice or a game than when you're not there. You may hear about a side of your young athletes that you weren't even aware of. Finally, you can ask your children about their needs directly related to their sports participation. Particularly as your young athletes get older and become more experienced in their sport, they will have a clear idea about why they participate and what they want to get out of it. From Hardy Nickerson, an NFL great, it's about getting with kids, understanding their point of view, and keeping the game simple and fun. Another key part of the needs equation involves recognizing your own needs in your children's athletic lives and to understand how your needs are shaping your involvement 
in their sports participation. What makes this process difficult is that, as human beings, we're often driven by needs of which we have little awareness, much less control. These needs may be grounded in experiences and perceptions that arose when we were children ourselves and have been reinforced for many years. For example, a father pushes his teenage baseball player because he never lived up to his own father's expectations when he was a young player. Or a mother becomes overly invested in her daughter's gymnastics career because her athletic success will bolster her mother's self-esteem and feelings of self-worth. Your ability to acknowledge your needs and understand how those needs may be helping or hurting your young athlete's efforts is one of the most important things you can do to be a positive force in their sports lives. This process of self-realization begins by looking in the mirror and examining what drives your involvement in your children's athletic lives. Through self-reflection or with the help of a psychotherapist, life coach, your spouse, a friend, or by some other means, you can look at your needs related to your children's sports experiences that may be influencing the messages you're sending them. A useful way to help identify any unhealthy needs that are at work is to recognize those moments when you have emotional reactions to a sports situation your children are in that seem extreme or inappropriate. For example, anger, devastation, or hurt when they lose a competition. Ask yourself, what is the source of those emotions? What parts of you are reacting to this athletic situation in which your children are involved? What needs are driving you in your children's athletic lives? An anonymous quote, children shouldn't have to sacrifice so that you can have a life that you want. You make sacrifices so your children can have the life that they deserve. Taylor's Law of Family Responsibilities, that's me, states that if family members fulfill their own responsibilities and do not assume others' responsibilities, then children have the opportunity to develop into successful and happy athletes and people. However, problems arise when parents take on the sports-related responsibilities of their young athletes and their children are not allowed to assume their own responsibilities. This usurping of responsibilities results in sport parents taking ownership of their children's athletic lives. Your responsibilities revolve primarily around providing your children with the opportunity, the means, and the support they need to pursue their athletic goals. Your psychological responsibilities, including providing love, interest, guidance, and encouragement in their efforts. Your practical responsibilities include paying for your children's sports participation and ensuring that your children have the equipment, proper instruction, and transportation, among other logistical concerns, to pursue their goals in their sport. Your young athletes' responsibilities relate to doing what is necessary to maximize the opportunities that you give them. For example, they must be committed to their sport, give their best effort, be respectful of and pay attention to their coaches, be supportive of their teammates, staying committed, and be good sports whether they win or lose. Another essential responsibility is that your young athletes express appreciation and gratitude to you, their coaches, and anyone else who supports their efforts. As I noted in an earlier episode, having a healthy perspective on your children's sports lives is one of the greatest gifts you can give them as young athletes. Because of your influence on your children, the perspective you have will have a big impact on the perspective they develop about their own sports participation. If you have an unhealthy perspective driven by your unhealthy needs, you're setting them up for failure, ensuring that they won't have a fun and life-affirming sports experience, and you're also setting yourself up for your own disappointment in their efforts. 
Reality testing is an essential aspect of developing a healthy perspective. Even with the best of intentions, avoiding the siren's call of the youth sport industrial complex can be a challenge, particularly these days where young athletes and parents alike are bombarded by messages about, as I just noted, winning, fame, and fortune through so many media outlets. When your children show early aptitude in a sport and you fantasize about them becoming its next stars, you need a reality check. First, you should immediately return to the healthy perspective I provided in an earlier episode. In fact, you should write it down and place it on your refrigerator until your children leave for college. Then, as your young athletes make a greater commitment to their sport, you should regularly assess their capabilities. Unless you have experience in the sport in which your children are committed, for example, you were an athlete or a coach yourself, you're not in a position to make accurate judgments about your children's abilities or promise. You should seek out feedback from experts, that is coaches, who can reasonably evaluate their athletic skills. Just because your children might not be the next great one in their sport doesn't mean that they shouldn't pursue it vigorously. If your young athletes have a great love for their sport and are determined to pursue their goals, they will reach some level of success and they will learn invaluable life lessons that will serve them well in the future. As I told a parent of a young athlete with limited athletic ability, your son may not become that successful in his sport, but he will become successful at something. An assessment of your children's capabilities should not be used to determine how much support and encouragement you give them, and it should never, ever be used to set limits on their athletic dreams and goals. As someone once said, if you don't aim for the stars, you will never reach the top of the mountain. Rather, you should understand your children's ability so you can keep your perspective grounded in reality and focus on what you can do to offer them appropriate support. With a healthy perspective and reasonable reality testing, you're in a position to support and encourage your young athletes in ways that will meet their needs rather than your own. Regardless of your children's ability or future promise in their sport, you will be doing what you need to do to ensure that they achieve the highest level of which they're capable and gain the greatest benefits from their participation that will serve them well in their future endeavors. Another anonymous quote, even if in the back of your head you know, hmm, he's not the best player at that sport. But if that's what they want to do, and they want to try it, then you should encourage them. I'm Dr. Jim Taylor, and thanks for listening to episode 14 of my Raising Young Athletes podcast. And be on the lookout for episode 15 in the near future.